The Law Be With You podcast show, also known as Christian Fandom Geek on YouTube, is a Red 5 show, also affiliated with Fandom Collective. So, enjoy the show, and the Force will be with you very soon on the Law Be With You podcast show. Welcome to Altair 4, gentlemen. Welcome to the Law Be With You podcast show, also known as Christian Fandom Geek on YouTube. Hope everybody at home and at work and wherever you're listening to this show, I hope you've had a really great Christmas and I hope you're going to have an awesome and happy and blessed um, and fruitful new year. Hope you're keeping safe and well, especially in the times that we're living in. Um, did you get what you wanted for Christmas? Did you get your favourite lightsaber or star wars um merchandise um let me know <laughs> on uh, on christian fandom geek so um this is gonna this is our second part of our remastered reworked uh forbidden planet episode it's a part two of it um looking going forward there are going to be lots of awesome new ventures and episodes in the new year the show's on a little bit of a hiatus now over christmas spending some quality family time with my daughter and my wife um but there will be new episodes coming mid january and towards the end of january as well so um look out for those new episodes and uh yeah it's exciting also i know there's a lot of exciting shows on at the moment i know their booker boba fett is just starting now as well and um we, there's a lot of awesome things and i know there's been a lot of attention over the matrix um movie and the new spider-man film as well so those um films and shows will be will be addressed and spoken about in up and coming episodes in in the new year on on christian fandom geek the law be with you podcast show so um if you're looking to get um the christian fandom geek view on these awesome enterprises or whether you are not maybe you're not not into them or don't rate them as much as other people well either way you'll get uh (laughs) you'll get an honest opinion from christian fandom geek and from the law be with you podcast show so enjoy the show keep safe and we'll be with you right now on the law be with you podcast show if you do not speak english I am at your disposal with 187 other languages along with their various dialects and sub-tongues. I just had so many other mm. questions that I wanted answering. He's he's kind of like he's kind of like an archetype of a sort of magician, isn't he? Oh, what a great Obviously character, technology. though. Like, I loved his ca- I just loved that character. I thought it was a great character. I... Yeah, I was I was impressed with him. I thought I I felt he was a really good character. I felt he was interesting. He he was interesting you because he he had that aura about oh, him kind of amazing. thing and you thought you could say and you could tell he's very intelligent yep. he's a kind of magician um a tech wizard sort of thing and <laughs> and he's yeah you know he's very coy and he's not giving too much away and you kind of you want to you know that you always know that there's a kind of an, an agenda with him you can see there's an agenda with him and it's only giving you is he's, he's trying to control everything and she, oh uh, he's very controlled we talked about influence of this movie i I I can't guarantee it because I wasn't there at the time to know this, but I'm almost a hundred percent certain that the early Bond films. I don't mm. know whether they would have taken the villain from Ian Fleming's original work and then inputted it into this movie, or whether this movie's version of what a villain is at the beginning 
was then taken and used as the archetype for all of the early Bond villains because there are so <laughs> many similarities between the two in terms of yeah. Morbius wears black. He's always wearing these dark colored clothes. They set him up as the bad guy in this story. That's how he's set up. Kind yeah, kind it's complicated. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But forget, yeah. Yeah, forget I'm I don't want to go and ruin what happens, but like when oh, please do not when I first watched that, this <laughs> when I first watched this, I was like, that's like um Scaramanga from Gold and um, the man with the golden gun. Like this guy looks like a very wealthy, intelligent guy who now hang on, is that the what is that Christopher yeah, Lee's yeah, character yeah. In, in isn't yeah. it? It's Christopher Lee that plays that role. Another another link to Lord of the Rings. Yeah. If you you're into Lord <laughs> of the Rings, you know Aramon, and so the wizard said so that I'm Lord of the Rings here. You've got this guy who's like a foreboding character who just feels overwhelming. Like he's intimidating. Even as a viewer, you yeah. can, he feels intimidating. Yeah. He, in his very nature, his, his audio communication, because there's this physical communication, but the way he speaks makes you feel inferior. The way that he stands and <laughs> presents himself does exactly the same. And, that's what a lot of the Bond villains do. Now, to go into this even more, a Bond villain will often show Bond his secret lair. He'll often show James Bond mm. in the early movies. He's such an egotist that he has no problem showing James Bond all of his secrets because he's so mm. confident that there's nothing Bond can do to beat him. He's like, I'm so assured that I'm going to take over the world. I'll show you how I'm going to do it. <laughs> Because you ain't going to be able to stop me anyway. And that's what I got from uh, Morbius as a character was this idea that, like, I'm so above you. I'm so, you're so inferior to me that I'm happy to show you everything. I'm happy to show you and you can even use the stuff that I use. You can You can interact with everything that I have access to and you're still not going to be better than me. I'm fine with it. And it's just <laughs> that archetype of a sort of a villain I've then seen influenced in movies well after this one. So I think it had a much wider influence um, even than the sci-fi genre alone, to be honest. That's that's certainly what I got from watching the movie. And I'm pretty sure that MGM made a lot of the early Bonds. I'm going to have to check that. But if it's the same studios, it wouldn't surprise me that they've borrowed from movies of the same studio company because that that was just a regular. Mm. That's a regular thing to do, even in modern film. Um, so I that's what I got from him. He was such an intriguing character, though. His whole his story arc is terrific. I really he was the character I was most invested in through the whole thing because mm. the portrayal of yeah. control power intelligence manipulation even blackmail was suggested like there are so many things there are so many nuances to his character there were so many levels that you and could you know relate what? and you know what an interesting one is an interesting one is as well and he was um, just a dad they kind trying of to stop a guy dating yeah, his daughter yeah. through all of this like yeah that was the grounding yeah. the humility of his character came out as well so there's a kind of thing I'm thinking of here when I, and there's not really, if I'm kind of thinking in terms of Star Wars, just, just, just because it's just something that I sometimes yeah. think about. And I'm thinking of the, you, know, you think I've got great villains, you think of Palpatine, the Emperor. Oh, yeah. 
actually an interest an interesting Star Wars character that someone like Count Dooku, played by Christopher yeah. Lee, kind of probably would be if if if, if Count Dooku if, the, if if his character was allowed to be um, matured and, and given more sort of time in the in the Star Wars yeah. films, um, because he actually wasn't given that much time. He was in he was in Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which is the second of the, of the prequel trilogy, <sighs> and he was in the beginning of the Revenge of the Sith, only yeah. right at the beginning of that. Yeah. Um, but if his character was, I know I know in the Legends material, and I know in. Um, the animated shows, Clone Wars, that they they do focus a lot on Dooku, mm-hmm. yeah, and so his character is given more of a starring role. But actually, if they if they gave um, Count Dooku Christopher Lee's character more in the films, yeah. it, it would be a similar. It's a similar character in a way. There's there's some there's some things where you think, oh, it's kind of like his his role, yeah. So that's an interesting and one. I, I think the um, actor goes into that as well because Pigeon who's the guy who plays Morbius, he, he yeah. just, for example, I could easily see him play Dracula. In, I could easily see him and Christopher Lee switch roles and like there would be no difference yeah. between the two of them because they were both yeah. very similar in yeah. the way they are. And the, it's their voice. I think really what it was was his voice. The, just commanding, the, very, very, the very commanding communicator really sold his lines well because Christopher Lee comes across like the same guy just in a different outfit in all of his movies. Yeah, he has. He has. I don't whether you say it's. I know. I know. There's. There's. I know there'll be fans of. I know there'll be listeners of the podcast show, the audience, you guys at home that are fans of Christopher Lee. So we don't want to be like harsh on Christopher Lee no, because he, he really. That's not. That's not a really negative iconic. to say that. In my opinion, that's not a negative yeah. to say that somebody is the same just in a different outfit. Because if you're a good actor, it doesn't matter. Denzel Washington is often mm. the same. He doesn't change his accent mm. in the roles that he plays. He's lit. I would say Malcolm mm. X is probably one of the few exceptions for Denzel Washington. But if you look at most of his movies, he's the same guy. He's just in a different mm. outfit, in a different context. So a lot of these actors, yeah. um, it's not a bad thing. There are times when it's done badly and you'll get an actor who literally just does the same thing in a different outfit, but he's just a bad actor. Yeah, I think, I think, I think Jennifer Aniston often gets accused <laughs> uh-huh. of doing that, of of being uh, basically that she gets accused of kind of being Rachel from Friends in in every well, in Ross, most of her Ross films. Ross is the, the, the poor guy's typecast, um, and yet he was fantastic. Oh, David Schwimmer, fantastic yeah. in um, OJ, in the OJ Simpson, um, whatever it's called, on Netflix. He yeah. was fantastic. Did a really good job. He plays the car. Does, does, does he play the Kardashian lawyer? Yeah, that that's right? right. He plays the, the, he the dad. Yeah, but he does yeah. a great job. And the, I guess with him, he's trying to. I think he was trying to prove that he can act, and he did. In my opinion, I think he did a great job. Oh, Walter Pigeon, that's his name. His first name is Walter. Yes, that's yeah. No, yeah. I really liked him. Brilliant. I, I'm gonna definitely be looking at movies that he's in um, after this because he's just a great actor, and I love christopher lee as well i mean i grew up watching yes. a lot of the old legend icon. movies so for me christopher lee was always an icon even before him being in I, Lord I, of the honestly Rings. I, I i loved him uh, yeah yeah i hear what you're saying but i loved him as oh, he, was he was absolutely he was immense perfect. absolutely he, immense like absolutely exactly um, that character not Sar- not Sar- saruman yeah. sorry not sauron saruman absolutely um 
absolutely immense. And that's why absolutely he's immense. a great anyway. actor because he fits those roles yeah. perfectly and he knows how to play the character and he always does it to a T. Totally. We have come to the end of the episode now and what a fantastic and lively discussion it was. Uh, Mr. Stephen Harper, thank you for being on Thanks the show. Me, we will get you back on again. Yeah, and we will get you back on again very, right. very soon. This has been a, a treat for our podcast. Um, and so tell us about your own podcast again again quickly, that you because you've got your own podcast, haven't oh, you, geez. as well? Um, I've got a gaming channel, which is purely just me messing yeah. around. Um, and then I have... I've started a podcast called The Wrestling Journal, which is all about mm. wrestling. It's about taking wrestling seriously. So what I'm trying to do is, is go through... I've got a similar list for my film list, but with wrestlers. So I've tried to sort of rate the best wrestlers in of all time and all that stuff. So I essentially, each episode is going to go through studying each wrestler, um, whatever episode it is and mm. whichever subject. And then I also talk about like, you know the top the hot topic of that week because the internet community when it comes to wrestling is a very volatile and toxic place but it's also very entertaining because it's always talking about something there always seems to be some weird story going on so it, there's always something to cover um after that there will be a podcast coming out soon that i'm starting which is going to be called ugly church and that's essentially mm. i mean i i hinted at this earlier of why i came to america and one of the expressions I want to do is an online church. I want, I really, really want to do a version of an online church. Um, but Ugly Church is going to be about exploring what church is really supposed to be about from the Bible, what Jesus really wanted us to be as Christians, and how the church, the traditional church that we now know, is doing a really, really bad job of presenting what jesus asked us to present to people who don't know him um already so i'm yeah. going to be looking at a lot of the negatives i guess of the church because it's going to be for people who don't believe in god it's going to be for people who've maybe stopped going to church because they've been hurt by it and all that stuff so i'm trying to do more of a a real kind of christian podcast rather than just like these generic cookie cutter type church podcast that you often hear and they just you know what i mean like <laughs> they just feel fake because they usually yeah. are um so yeah it will be a bit controversial but that's fine by me i can deal with that and i'm sure there'll be Zack snyder uh, lovers out there who are already angry at me well i'm gonna say no um if you any might of be you i didn't even ask you if you like him I, I think he's... You I think can tell me you love him. His it's fine. films are beautiful. I'm not going to hate you. No, 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 no. I don't, I, no, no, I don't love him. He's not my favourite director. But um, I think his films are visually, are visually mm -hmm. beautiful. And I think he can tell he has a passion for what he does. And, and the other thing I like about him is he does seem to engage with the fandom really, okay. really well. Um, and I, I like mm -hmm. that about him. So in that sense, he seems to be a bit more down to, to earth than some okay. directors. Um, but um, in terms of like directors I've got, i'm not going to go into it now but that, that'll be another podcast episode where i can where we'll talk about favorite oh directors and actually steve that'd be a good one for us to We've do again i've got a load we of do that for you yeah we'll, we'll do that that will be okay so you've heard it now on the podcast steve's agreed <laughs> to come back on it and we'll, be do, and we'll be doing an episode on our favorite directors oh and why gosh. we love them Man. so much 
I don't know if you can have enough. That'll time. be for next time. That's going to be a long one. Well, there you I've go. I've got some great ones. We'll, 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 we'll get, get a right. format for that. Um, and we'll get you on very, very soon. Thank you for being an awesome guest no as well. No problem, mate. Thanks for inviting me on. Thank you.